0: Okay, party boys and pretty girls, thank you for joining us here at The Dad Presents. So happy to have you. Uh, we've got an excellent interview coming up in a minute with a gentleman who is running for governor of Oregon as a libertarian. So excited to have on a libertarian um, Libertarian message. Needs to get out there over these next few months because they are coming after your freedoms. So we're going to get to that in about two, three minutes. I just want to start real quick. Um, I want to rewind and talk about the Capitol. And I've said a few times now that I understand why Americans are angry. I get it. I get why MAGA supporters are angry. I get why Black Lives Matter people are angry. I get why Occupy Wall Street people were angry and the Tea Party. I, I participated in three of those four movements. Um, look, man, we're being screwed over by our government over and over and Over they extract wealth from the economy they cause massive inflation they filter all that money to the top in the form of corporate bailouts subsidies tax breaks no bid government contracts and and murderous wars that are nothing more than weapons programs for the rich and then we the middle class we get peanuts we get a 600 dollar check we get nothing so i get why people are angry the, the wealth gap keeps growing the 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 poor the the amount of People in California, the richest state in the union, 33% of the population lives under the poverty line. One out of three people are under the poverty line in the richest state in the union. I get why people are pissed off. I'm pissed off. I've been pissed off for a long time. But that said, I've also said to you guys many times in the past couple weeks, and and over the years, through this podcast, through uh, my old website, um, Naked Words Surf War, And uh, on Facebook, at The Dad Presents, I've said it over and over and over that violence is the wrong way to go to get change. And that's three reasons for that. Number one, it's rarely successful in in modern times. In 2021, you're just not going to take up arms against your government and win. It's not going to happen. They're going to kick your ass 99 out of 100 times. Number two, more importantly, when you resort to violence, you lose the hearts and minds of Americans. And if you want your movement to be successful, you need to have the majority of Americans on your side fighting with you. You're only going to win against the government when you have all of America united. Um, If you look at Black Lives Matter, the support for that group fell off a cliff when they got violent. If you look at, at MAGA, the sympathizers, people who sympathize with MAGA, that fell through the floor after the Capitol event. Violence does not attract people to your cause. I mean, the reason Martin Luther King was able to be so successful is because he did not get violent, even when they perpetrated violence upon them. But the biggest reason that violence is not the answer is because these globalist elites will use every single tragedy as cover to further their agenda. If you look after 9-11, they started Homeland Security, which spies on all of us. Why do they need to spy on us? What did 9-11 have to do with us? They passed the Patriot act which gets rid of pretty much all of your privacy rights you no longer have the right to privacy you, you you got a phone if you have a phone they know everything about you and you might say well i don't have anything to hide well no you you might not but what happens when you no longer agree with the government and to keep you in line they now know every single thing about you you don't think that could be used against you And they started the TSA, and that's just a pain in everybody's asses. Now, we're no longer under threat from Al-Qaeda, yet not only have these institutions not gone away, they've more than doubled in size. Just the government putting their boot of authority on your neck. And then this year coronavirus. What did they do with coronavirus? Ramped up the fear. Now, of course, now let's not even get into it whether corona is real or not. Of course, it's real. Of course, people are dying, all of that. That's not what this is about. But they used the tragedy to steal away your freedoms. And and I've argued with many people on, on Facebook and in real life, like, well, what freedoms were taken? I mean, are you kidding me? What freedoms were taken? You they're telling you where you can go and when. You can't go to restaurants. You can't go to the gym. You can't go here. You can't go there. You can't go to work. Now, you, you don't think that's infringing on your freedom? Well, it's a small price to pay for protecting us. Is it a small price to pay? Do you have any idea of the economic cliff we're about to fall off of because of how many people have been put out of work? And all they can do now is just print and print and print more money and throw it into the economy and hope that it staves off this fall until the next administration has to deal with it, which is part of the problem. Nobody just wants to face the problem and and take some hits, take some lumps and fix it. They just want to push it off. It's a, a giant Ponzi scheme. Anyway, now... After the violence at the Capitol, we're talking about violence and why it's not successful and why it shouldn't be used. After what happened at the Capitol, the violence at the Capitol, now they're using this again to steal away your freedoms. And you might say, well, uh, why would they want to take our freedoms? They're just trying to protect us. Mm, Are they? I mean, I can think of two very obvious reasons why they want to take your freedom that, that doesn't require you to take very many logical steps to reach the same conclusion. Number one, these people love power. They get hard as a rock for power. It's everything to them. But more importantly is what the power gets them. When they have control over you, when they control the narrative in the world through the media, when they can suppress dissenting voices in social media by by um, banning people, when they can remove an entire app out of existence with 2 million people on it when they can suppress any kind of dissent they can do whatever they want in the world and they have they have done that and they will continue to do that I mean we've been at perpetual war for about 50 years um, I challenge any of you right now to think about I, I think we're in seven wars to even name all seven and tell me why we are fighting those wars and how they are good for you and I. Or the people who are having bombs dropped on their schools and their hospitals. Why are they doing these things? Is it to protect you? Is it? So now, this week, just just to, to clarify my point and prove it, that they're going to use the violence at the Capitol to suppress you. I mean, they already have, they've they already got rid of that app. They're already silencing speech. Um, I've already lost half of my followers. Um, I'm not even a supporter of MAGA or Trump or that message or any of that. Uh, followers on Twitter and Instagram just have mysteriously vaporized. And yeah, you lose followers all the time. That's pretty normal, but not in the massive quantities that have been happening and not all at once in such a, it's like, you go to bed, you wake up, 3,000 people are gone. That's silence. They're silencing voices of dissent. Now, John Brennan, who is the former director of the CIA under Obama, John Brennan, evil John Brennan, he's now a regular on CNN and MSNBC. Now, uh, you know, they they will call people like John Brennan, American heroes, and thank you for your service and all this horse shit. He didn't serve. He... (laughs) He directed people who did serve to go overseas and, and kill people. Anyway, he went on television this week. John Brennan went on MSNBC this week and effectively listed half the nation as white supremacists who are imminent domestic terrorist threats. He listed everybody from MAGA to libertarians. So just give this clip a listen and think about what he's saying and why. Okay.
1: But because of this growth in polarization in the United States and domestic violence in white supremacist groups. So I know looking forward that the members of the the Biden team who have been nominated or have been appointed are now moving in laser-like fashion to try to uncover as much as they can about what looks very similar to insurgency movements that we've seen overseas Mm -hmm. where they germinate in different parts of a country and they gain strength and it brings together an unholy alliance frequently of religious religious extremists authoritarians fascists bigots uh, racists nativists uh, even libertarians And unfortunately, I think there has been this momentum that has been generated as a result of, unfortunately, the demagogic rhetoric of people that's just departed government, but also those who continue in the halls of Congress. And so I really do uh, think that the law enforcement, Homeland Security, intelligence, and even the defense officials are doing everything possible to root out what seems to be a very, very serious and insidious threat to our democracy and our republic.
0: Okay, guys, when I heard that, it it chilled me to my core. Literally the scariest thing I think I've heard, and we've heard a lot of evil people saying scary things in the past year, that might be the scariest because this is a man with power. He was the former director of the CIA. And now he's telling you pretty much that more than half Americans are suspected of being terrorists and white supremacists. Never mind that they never bothered to define either of those terms. And the fact that, First of all, let's talk about who John Brennan is. Allow me to remind you that this scumbag, knowingly, this is now this is not this is not conspiracy theory. You can you can look all this stuff up. You can read the government papers. He knowingly armed and funded Al-Qaeda long after we knew they were a threat, armed and funded them. The the actions taken by Him and the Obama administration armed and funded rebels in Syria because they've had a hard on for taking out Assad for a decade. And those rebels who they armed and funded later became ISIS. So they literally armed and funded ISIS. ISIS would not exist without this man. Let me also remind you that John Brennan has been a big fan of torture and he's lied to Congress about torturing people overseas. So he's a traitor. John Brennan's a traitor, and he's guilty of unforgivable crimes against humanity. Millions dead because of this man. So for him to be calling anyone a threat is is beyond parody. This is a sick, sick human we're talking about. But he has a pulpit. You know, he has he has MSNBC, he has CNN. He's got those credentials. So okay, he he's he's a scumbag and a war criminal and all that, but he's not a dummy. So he gets on MSNBC, and he said what he said. You heard it. And by lumping in libertarians, now, you know I don't like labels, but if I had to classify my political leanings, I would, would, and I was forced to choose, I would say libertarian. Because libertarians, basic principles, they believe in freedom and the non-aggression principle. So by lumping them in under the umbrella as a dangerous domestic terrorist threat, it's smart. It's really smart. These sickos, they control the media and the narrative. And if they can convince you that libertarians like myself, people who despise violence, you just heard me talking about violence for the last five minutes, people who despise violence and I think that the wars are the greatest abomination of my generation, if you can convince the American people that, that people like myself are domestic terrorist threats, it's ballgame. That's it. Good night. Ball game over. So, so why would they do this? Why, why, why are they doing this? Why do they want to label libertarians as domestic terrorists? I I mean, it seems obvious to me, but I know I talk to people and people just, they don't take the logical steps. They trust what they hear from these scumbags. So if just logically follow the logic train, libertarians preach, as I said, freedom and liberty. That's our biggest principle. That that humans, that all humans are created equal, and no one should rule over another, and that violence is inherently evil. To aggress the non-aggression principle, to aggress upon another, that's that's rule number one. So there is nothing in this world more dangerous to these scumbags, to authoritarian's like this new administration, than the ideas of liberty and freedom catching fire with the American population. If all of America embraced the ideas of liberty and freedom, as did this nation at its founding and as is the reason we declared our independence from England, once that happens, we win. Once we get all of Americans on the liberty freedom train, we win. So these people cannot allow you to embrace the concept of freedoms and they're going to do everything they can to keep that from happening. They must keep you afraid. They must terrify you and keep you afraid and tell you that only daddy can protect you. Because if you aren't afraid, they can't control you. Okay, now we got the Super Bowl coming up here in a couple weeks. Um, very exciting. I, I I personally will be rooting for Tom Brady now. I'm a, I'm a guy who typically roots for the underdog. I mean, I mean I'm mean i a Clippers fan, for God's sake, so of course I root for the underdogs. Um, but Brady's a once-in-a-lifetime phenomenon. I mean, he may be the greatest athlete of my lifetime, so I think when you're witnessing something really special, you want to embrace it. Uh, it's easy to hate a guy like that. I mean, he's got all the money, all the talent, good-looking, the beautiful wife. It's easy to want to hate a guy like that, but I'm pulling for him. But anyway, now what I want to talk about With the Super Bowl coming up, um, there's a couple, you know, I want to hit on a couple um, sports-related things. Now, let's look at what's been going on in really the past two or three years in the NFL with Colin Kaepernick and the kneeling and BLM. And he was really the one who kicked off this whole movement. And that's all great. And Colin Kaepernick, he's he's standing for a principle. And I, I respect anybody who's standing up for what they believe in. But what I want to say is that people need to stop being fooled by these greedy Fortune 500 uh, world empire businesses like Nike, like uh, um, Apple, these, these companies who preach these woke politics to us when they're the biggest violators of human rights out there. So, you know, Nike will probably put out some Super Bowl ad. I'm guessing they will have a Super Bowl ad. I'm guessing it will be extremely woke. Maybe it features Colin Kaepernick. Uh, maybe it features, features some other minority, and it will be about uh, power for black people or, or something, something woke for minorities. But the reality is that Nike has the majority of their factories in China, many of them using slave labor. Nike encouraged their NBA stars to condemn Houston Rockets GM Daryl Morey last year after he pointed out in a tweet that there were human rights violations of literal slave camps of Uyghurs in China. That's just a fact that there are slave camps of Uyghurs in China. We have all the evidence. We have photographs showing these camps. Uh, the, these, these people are enslaved, literal slaves. Daryl Morey. Tweeted out a, an innocuous tweet that this is wrong, that this is a human rights violation. Um, Nike sicked LeBron James and and James Harden and the rest of their NBA stars all over Daryl Morey to to you know you know get your boy back. Basically, is what they said to him. Now, if Nike's all about human rights and Black Lives Matter, why are they going after a man? who's pointing out human rights violations in another country. And the answer is very simple. They don't give a shit about human rights. They care about money and they care about perception. They profit almost as much from China, if not more, than they profit in America right now. I don't know if it's overtaken what they make in America yet or not, but it certainly will shortly. So they're not going to do anything to piss off the Chinese establishment. China China has their tentacles into Hollywood uh, films before they can go overseas, go into China. They have to pass China's test uh, as far as making sure the proper propaganda is being put out there. So Nike wants to pretend they're woke and they care about black lives. They they don't. Don't let them buy you off with this nonsense. They don't care about human rights. If they cared about human rights, they could very easily make a giant impact in the world of human rights by simply abandoning their slave factories. Just just stop using those, Nike. Stop using slave labor if you care so much about human rights. I don't even care about condemning people by like Daryl Morey. Do whatever you want business-wise. Just stop using slave labor. They also threatened Nike did threatened to take away the contract of Olympic champion Alicia Montano. If she had a baby, this went to court. She, she, they threatened to take away her contract. If she had a baby, does that sound like uh, a company that's about female empowerment and women's rights and feminism? No, I don't think so. We need to stop letting plutocrats buy us off with meaningless woke gestures that that are just designed to subvert and distract us like like when Nike makes one of these ads or when JP Morgan Chase hangs a billboard about Black Lives Matter does JP Morgan Chase really care about Black Lives Matter or are they just happy that you're distracted with identity politics while they steal trillions of dollars out of the economy I mean that they literally do that in these bailouts I mean just a decade ago people were banging on the door of JP Morgan Chase and Nike knocking down their door trying to kick it in the occupy wall street movement the 99% you know that that movement was all about how these companies were stealing from us how they were repressing us how they were they were the cause of most of our problems and then conveniently somewhere since then identity politics came to the forefront of of the american discussion and suddenly nobody cares what's going on with jp morgan chase or nike anymore it's all very convenient don't you think these liars and psychopaths they can literally change the world by simply adjusting their own disgusting policies and practices so i'm glad they're woke okay care about human rights violations but do it for real stop using the slave labor camps and if you care about black lives then maybe go out there in the community and 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 make a difference don't we should not allow ourselves to be so easily bought off by trite um nothings like a billboard or an advertisement okay and the last thing i want to talk about relates to um the super bowl and it relates to censorship something we talk about frequently on this show um I don't know how many of you remember the 2004 Super Bowl and Janet Jackson's infamous nipple slip, but it created quite a storm of FCC censorship laws and enforcement of censorship by the media. Now, myself, a person who's always been anti-censorship, pro-free speech... Um, myself and the overwhelming majority of my liberal friends opposed this new kind of censorship that came about because of this delicious nipple that we were all teased with on Super Bowl Sunday. And those nipples were delicious, I can confirm. But most of my conservative friends at that time, they supported it. They supported it. They supported the FCC censoring what we see on television after that event. Now, 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 fast forward, present day, 2020, or last year, 2020, most, myself and most of my conservative friends, we vehemently opposed the vast and dangerous internet and media censorship we're experiencing. So conservatives seem to have done a 180 on the censorship. Meanwhile, my liberal friends all support this censorship, which which is a thousand times more invasive than what we saw after the nipple slip. These liberals now support it. A total 180 which baffles me. Like, where? what is your principle? It seems like people aren't principled. They just subscribe to an ideology. They're tribal. The principle is censorship is wrong. Free speech protects us. It's not that our free speech needs to be protected so that we can say whatever the hell mean things we want to say about anyone. That's not what it's about. It's about the fact that free speech protects us from a tyrannical government and when they limit the when they limit our speech, when they censor us, when they control the narrative, it allows them to do whatever they want. It's how tyranny comes about in a country. It always starts with the censorship of speech. And I thought we solved this discussion 40, 50 years ago in this country, but since then we've slowly grown more comfortable with censorship. I'm against it. Always, 100% of the time. Okay, just five months ago. Now, now I gave you an example of how liberals and, and conservatives both flip-flopped on this issue of over the quarter of 16 years. Uh, but I can give you an example of how they flip-flopped in a matter of five months. Because just five months ago, there was a, a Netflix movie came out that we covered on the show. It was called Cuties. Um, controversial movie. It bothered me some, bothered a lot of people because this movie showed tween girls, girls who were like 11, 12, 13, I don't know. It showed them in uncomfortable sexual ways. These girls were wearing very suggestive clothing, dancing very suggestively in their their dance troupe, making sexual gestures, gestures. And I said at the time, you know, at the very least a lot of girls had to audition for this movie. Um and I, I so you've got 100 200 tweener girls going before a casting director and shaking their booty and showing how good they can twerk in tight little pants i don't think that's good i don't think it's a good thing um and i think it borders on it borders on uh, child abuse but as far as the movie the movie made some good points and either way no matter whether you you enjoyed the movie and got understood the message, which was that the sexualization of young girls is wrong. That's the message I took away from it. But whether you took away that message or or not, what we found after that movie came out was that most conservatives called for Netflix to censor the movie and remove it. This is just five months ago. I, I, I don't get it guys. Like, are we pro censorship? Like if you're pro censorship, you are then putting the power in the hands of someone else to determine what should and should not be censored. It's never going to be you. You're never going to be the one in charge of deciding what is and is not censored. So you're now saying you think it's okay that Netflix censors. So if it's okay that Netflix censors this movie, well, how are you then going to draw the line five months later or the next week when Twitter starts banning speech when Google removes parlor out of existence because you don't have a principle you have an ideology you don't have a principle if you're okay with Netflix banning cuties and of course conversely at that time most liberals did not want it banned which which I found even more appalling you liberals seem okay with banning 2 million people from sharing their ideas on a social media app called Parlor. Okay with, with these people sharing their ideas. Or not okay with these people sharing their ideas. Okay with the banning of this app. Yet okay with not, not even okay openly celebrating the beauty of this movie which sexualized little girls. There's no consistency there. And it's like you're 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 purposely on the wrong end of it both times. I don't know. Have principles, people figure out what your principles are and stick to them. Don't get caught up in ideology. Don't get caught up in tribal politics, Democrat, Republican. They're all full of shit. What is important to you? What matters to me for me? I'm pro-freedom. I believe in freedom. That means freedom of speech. That means the right to bear arms. That means all of the freedoms that the Constitution gives us, and then some. I'm pro-equal rights under the law for everybody. And I, I stop it there. This new movement for equity is a ridiculous movement. It doesn't make any sense, and it's very dangerous, Because all you need to do is follow the logic of where that ends. And where that ends is with the government deciding to take away from one person to give to another to achieve equity. And I got news for you. You can never achieve equity. It's literally impossible. You can never guarantee that everybody has the same. That is communism. And it doesn't work. It's not practical. And it's impossible. All the bad things. So, yeah, I believe in freedom. I believe in equal rights under the law. And I believe in the non-aggression principle. I would say those are my three principles that I follow. Those are my guiding lights that whenever any of these subjects come up, I don't look at what is the Democrat saying? What is the Republican saying? I look at how does that tie in with my principles? When I, when I hold my principles up as a mirror against this idea against this new controversy what do i see how's it reflected back to me all right guys so um we now have an interview today now I, I i took a took a bit of a chance with this one i typically do a lot of investigating into my guests a lot of preparation but um i'm i'm going to spend the next 2 years really pushing libertarians because i feel that liberty is our only pathway to getting out of this mess no democrat no republican is going to get us out of this mess no ideology is going to get us out of this mess freedom people who believe in freedom are going to get us out of this mess uh the gentleman i'm having on he's running for governor of oregon his name is leon noble um i don't know much about him uh the the interview was a little all over the place and his uh child was in the car with him at the time so it was Some noise distractions, but we did the best we could, and I hope you enjoy it. And next week, please come back because we got rapper Zuby, and you're going to love this dude. All right, guys. Here's a word from our sponsors. All right, guys. I got some exciting news. The dad is now not only a 47-year-old professional athlete, but I'm now also a 47-year-old professional underwear model. That's right, guys. We got a new sponsor. Sheathunderwear.com. These guys are amazing. Uh, Six months of lockdown has paid off as fat party dad has become buff underwear model dad. Um, And look, guys, I know you all know I've gone the first 46 years of my life commando, and that's for a couple reasons. Um, Number one, I'm a free spirit. And number two, I've got a lot of beef down there. And, um, you know, underwear, it mashes it all up and makes it uncomfortable, it makes it sweaty. It's I just, I've I've never dug it. But for the last year, I've been wearing sheath. They've solved all those problems. They got two two pouches in their underwear. One for the peener and one for the baby seed maker. These underwear, they keep everything separate and cozy in their own little pockets. And it just solves all those problems. It's amazing. It's like a little blanket for your balls and another one for the peen. It's amazing. You know what? I mean, like, when I was a kid, when I ate, I didn't like when my peas would touch my mashed potatoes. So I'd build like physical barriers between everything on the plate. I didn't like the things to touch. And that's what these underwear do, but before you're junk. And I'm telling you, it's just the greatest thing of all time. And the material they're made out of, you know, honestly, I don't know what it is. I probably should educate myself on that, but it's made out of something special. It's, it's probably made by NASA. Um, you can go on the website, sheathunderwear.com and read about it. That's what you should do. All I know is this material keeps everything fresh and cool all day long it's like it's like what's it like it's like having your little like personal secretary no a a little personal angel down there all day long just gently blowing cool air on your balls you can't beat it these underwear they're, they're so perfectly comfortable that I even wear them to bed I've been sleeping naked since I was six years old I wear these to bed I mean they're more comfortable than the sheets Guys, look, you got to try them, and and ladies, they make panties for you, too. Now, I know you don't need the secret little pockets, but you're going to love the fabric. It's super comfortable, so check them out, and get some for your man. Her never suffer from sweaty stink balls ever again. Um, now, look, I don't know. Th- I don't think this is a story I've told on the podcast before, but when the bride got Pregers the first time, and before I even knew she was pregnant, in fact, this story is how I found out, I came home from playing volleyball like I did nearly every day, And I took my shorts off and she literally yelled out, gross, Matt, your balls stink. Yelled that to me. Now, I mean, we all know that pregnant ladies, they get hormonal and moody, but they also develop like superhero sense of smell. And she shouted that out at me and it hurt my feelings and gave me a little bit of a complex for the next nine months, to be quite honest. And, and I took special care of my, my grooming. That's when I started trimming down there and and uh, taking care of the old boy. But if I had sheath underwear at that time, it wouldn't have been a problem. And it would have saved me a lot of heartache. So guys, um, get these underwear. I promise you will absolutely love them. you throw out all your old, ratty, holy, crusty underwear. And you go 100% sheath. So check them out. Sheathunderwear.com. Best stuff on earth. All right, guys. Let's get into it. All right, guys and girls, thank you for joining us again today on The Dad Presents. Uh, Today, we have a candidate for governor in Oregon. His name is Leon Noble. Leon, thank you so much for joining us.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. Um, So I guess the the first place to start is to ask you, uh, what made you decide to run for governor and what were you doing um, in real life before this?
2: Um, I actually run a nonprofit called the Corsair Foundation um, which has been intensely crippled by this last year's events. Um, we still have programs running and we still have bills to pay, but we don't have people donating. Uh, and that, that, that causes a problem. Um, rather than going into what we do, all of the information can be found at CorsairFoundation.com. I am what would be considered a contracted employee. Well, not even an employee, a contractor. Um, And my, as a result of that, I don't, I I'm, 100% commission. So I don't get paid until we make our operating budget and we are nowhere close to that.
0: Yeah. I Uh, would imagine most, uh, charities right now are kind of getting hammered. People don't have a ton of disposable income at their hands. Um, before you go on, I'm getting a lot of extra noise. Like it sounds like typing or clicking or something. I, I don't know what's, what's going on in there ah that's. What's going on. <laughs> you know, i got i that's got one on. of those too you, you just um,
2: yeah i'm i'm a single dad um okay. one of the one of the byproducts of the last year is that i have uh i went through a, a horrible divorce situation and uh so my young one here and i are kind of um floating as it were um so One of the things we were watching a show just a few minutes ago, and he's when he gets started on TV, he doesn't like to get off the TV. So as you can see, he's making life a little bit more interesting for me.
0: I hear you. I got a couple of those at home, so I know how that is. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that about the divorce. I mean, you're not alone in America. I mean, divorce has I mean, if anybody's made out, from COVID and the lockdowns, it's had to be the divorce lawyers. It's 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 really uh, sad. It's kind of gross, and you got to wonder. Like, so let me ask: while we're on COVID, what would you have done differently in your state in regards to the way everything was locked down? How how would you have handled COVID in your state?
2: I would not have locked anything down. Um, the the tall and the short is is the lockdowns really didn't help anything, and I mean, they, for some people, it's made it impossible to make any money. Um, in my particular case, I have a number of non-essential medical things to take care of. I have a CDL. Um, I can't really get into any place to go get a physical. Um, they just, In my area, they just don't want to do it. They, they've said that it's too risky, They and, and they've said we don't want to book anything Uh, right now and do anything right now. We want to wait for this thing to go by. Now, I've been saved by the FMCSA saying, oh, we're just going to keep extending this and extending this and extending this. But the reality of it is, is I really just need to go get the physical done. It doesn't take very long. It's just a pain in the butt. It has to happen every other year. So, um, I I don't know about anybody else, but I also put on like, 30, 40 pounds at the beginning of the pandemic. Cause I went from going outside to not going outside and um, it caused some other issues that I was getting to, trying to get taken care of. But like I said, I couldn't even get to a doctor. Doctors would not.
0: Yeah. I don't think me. they, they, the people who executed these lockdowns um, number one, it's become pretty apparent if it wasn't already to most people, it was to me like in the past week, with the total 180 they've done on these lockdown orders, it's made it pretty obvious that most of these lockdowns were done for political gain, which is pretty gross. Um, But number two, and a lot of people called this out in the very beginning, I did myself, like the, the far reaching consequences of what these lockdowns are going to cause throughout our society I don't even think we've uh, scratched the surface of it yet. I mean, people talk a lot about depression and and obesity and suicide, but we're going to have consequences from these lockdowns for for many years. Uh, financially, uh, people losing their jobs, homelessness, health health problems that extend from a year of people just sitting at home. Like, there's going to be all kinds of things.
2: Yeah, and, and the funny part about this is, is, we are being presented with about one percent of the actual research we the the media and the government have locked onto this tiny little sliver of information that they are saying is correct the worst part about it none of it's correct this little tiny piece of information has been uh, six months to a year behind everybody else in the world if you go and actually read and I've had way too much time on my hands. I work from home and I, I run an organization that all, all I can do is fundraise. And since nobody's saying, okay, well, let me do this. I get to sit around a lot. Uh, on top of that, I have a five-year-old. And right. so what happens is, is that um, because I started my, uh, my adult working life as a researcher, I, I have a think tank that I've run since... 1995. Before Google ruined it, I was charging $200 an hour to do people's research for them. Um, So when I say that I I know how to put a a search phrase into a search engine and find what I'm looking for, I'm telling you right now, I know what to to put in and how to get to where I need to go and how to filter all the garbage out. And there is 1% garbage and 99% of what the science says doesn't match the garbage that we've been pushed right um, if, if, if there's a an israeli study and i i still have it in hebrew i don't read hebrew obviously i had it translated but it basically said that if we're doing a lockdown that's longer than two weeks the only thing you're doing is killing your nation and your people um and that was one that was uh that was, that was from, is, uh, that was from Israel. Um, the, uh, the, 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 ministry of, was it the, I can't remember it was health or health or defense or something, but, um, it was a, a, a doctor, an Israeli doctor who po- compiled this and he studied every place that it was doing everything. He studied Sweden. He studied France, Italy, Germany, um, uh, all of these different nations. And, and this is before we really got into this idea that we need to lock down yeah, and try to slow down our, our responses to the, the vaccine, uh, not the vaccine, the, the virus itself. Um, I stopped calling it a pandemic uh, about July. It's a viral event. It's not a pandemic anymore because it's not killing everybody. Like they said, it was going to, um, the last time I checked, Oregon had like a point zero
0: zero two percent death rate.
2: Yeah, sorry, there's, that's... there's no
0: doubt they've manipulated the information that we get. And I had an expert on; uh, his name was uh, Dr. Epstein, and he's 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 a liberal professor from Harvard, and he's basically spent the last five years studying Google. And the things he told me about Google terrified me. I mean, basically they they want to control all the information and they nearly do. And they use that information, they manipulate it in a way that benefits their company and their agenda. Um, I mean, there's no doubt this this uh, virus has killed people, but there's also no doubt that they've, uh, they've stifled and censored information that they would prefer for us not to be privy to. I mean, there's been several cases just recently, for example, um, what is it? The PVR testing? My, I, I think that's the name of it. The testing. PCR. PCR testing. They for back in April and May, articles and research came out suggesting that we had the threshold sent set too high for uh, getting a positive test. Um, and I work in healthcare, and I'm I'm familiar with these numbers. And I started posting things like that, and other people started posting these kind of things, links to articles, scientific research about the fact that we are getting too many false positives because of these settings. Well, though that kind of information was banned by Google. Um, it, w- it became very hard to find. It was banned on social media. They would take it right off of Twitter and Facebook. Um, and now just last week, now that same exact information has been made public by the world health organization. And they've reset the standard of the testing for the reason of not wanting to get too many false positives. So anybody who's, you don't even need to do a deep dive on the information. Like, like you have anyone who's paying close attention can see how they're manipulating information. Um, and that's dangerous. Well, you know, here's, and this is the the worst part about it.
2: You want to talk about manipulating information. Uh, I was doing the research when it popped up in november i started following it and i have up until between november and april around 900 to a thousand hours of way too much time on my hands reading medical research from everywhere but the u.s because the u.s didn't have any in april um may june july the u.s starts having some um april there was a end of april there's a little bit filtering in i got this idea that maybe I should look at this mask idea that the N95 and the surgical mask mask thing. And so I put into Google, what is the size of a virus particle? And I specifically asked what the COVID-19 one was, but I couldn't find that because it didn't exist at that time. Nobody had done it. So I looked at the flu. And as I'm sitting there looking at the page, and I'm, I'm a tab clicker, so I actually will hold, sit down at my computer, and I hold control down, and I click the tab, the, the link, and it opens up in a new tab in the background and loads up behind everything. So I'm sitting there looking at all of these, um, at this search engine list, and all of these articles down the road go from blue to purple. Cause that's how my links are set up. It's telling me that I've loaded the page. And then all of a sudden, as I'm sitting there, I think I was eating a grilled cheese sandwich or something. I was I was doing something just sitting there staring at the screen, the screen without any input from me suddenly refreshes. That was only one way that that could happen. I would have to be using Google with Google Chrome. And they would have to send a command to refresh my page. But all of a sudden, all of those links that I had just clicked on were gone. And we're talking pages of links, you know, because I don't just go through the first page and call it good. I go through, through two or three. So now there's there's 10 results instead of 300. They literally, while I was sitting there watching, refreshed my page for me and deleted a bunch of that. Uh, entries into their database so
0: you kind of caught it in real time as it was happening
2: I caught it in real time and at that point is when i stopped doing the research knowing that the entire thing was going to be manipulated and that i was not going to find the correct research easily i'm no, part no. of the generation of hotbot i mean hotbot was horrid when it came to trying to get through the garbage you had to know exactly what to put into that search engine to pull out the right information Google has gotten a lot better at it, but if they're actually going to physically manipulate their, their, the offering, they're not manipulating the data because those articles are still there.
0: Right. You just can't find Um,
2: them. You just can't find them through the Google search Mm -hmm. engine. Yeah. Uh,
0: Yeah.
2: And, and some of the other search engines, the, the smaller ones are not as reliable and therefore they didn't update quite so easily so i did go find them on bing for a couple of days and then bing deleted them too Um, and then i found them on i can't remember it's one of those ones that you don't you don't ever want to use because it's it's horrible so um but i found you know a month later i found the same search still having those links that i've clicked on because i when i pull those links up they're purple and I'm sitting there going, okay, if if I'm not going to be allowed to look at this data, um, then this must not be what it everyone says it is. And from that point on, I've been telling everybody, just do what you're going to do. Yeah, um,
0: the well, once once they start hiding, nice. once they start hiding data, um, the trust is gone. <laughs> the trust is gone. Like. Oh, It doesn't happen by accident so why why are they hiding it you can no longer it's like you know it's like when uh a friend tells you a lie about an important thing well you you lose a little trust for that friend like they have ulterior motives and they're not to be trusted again that's that's what we're finding out with google that's what that's what we've known for a very long time since 9 11 at least in my lifetime for our government they're gonna lie, so you gotta you gotta take responsibility upon yourself to get to the bottom of it and make the best decisions for yourself. So I want to move in a different direction. I want to ask you, like, what is your platform based on? I saw on your website that um, that you want to provide safety for Oregon. Um, that's that's pretty broad. What what do you mean by that?
2: It, it it is very broad, and and the reason that it's very broad is because it's written in such a way that everybody can get hold of it. Um, what I mean by that we've had, uh, a, pretty much every night in Portland for a long time, there was a riot. Right. Law is, enforcement. That, is
0: that done now? Is that still going on?
2: It's, it's still going on. It's just not no. being reported. It's not happening every night either. Um, so what, what's happened is they've kind of backed off of it. But as soon as Biden was inaugurated, we spent two days having him burn, burn Portland, downtown portland again and it's not even it's not even the um it's not even the that it's a different group of people it's literally the same group of people doing it over and over and over again and they're saying things and, and I've, because i've talked to some of these guys who are okay with it it they're saying things like these are uh mega corporations that hire lobbyists to restrict uh, well this is what one guy said restrict uh competition and i'm just sitting here going i don't think starbucks is hiring lobbyists to do that well they spent nine hundred thousand dollars last year or in 2019 and they showed me the link and i'm going yeah i don't think that's what they were doing i think that's when nafta was being re uh reorganized and re um, negotiated and i think that they were trying to make sure that their columbia coffee beans weren't going to be affected because they import their coffee from Colombia,
0: right?
2: But you know, okay, uh, sure. If you want to go ahead and do that, and basically they were saying, if that's the if they're going to do that, they're what they're doing is they're using stolen money to allow for their growth, and they should be um, divested of their assets and shut down by the people, which basically means I'm okay with stealing from them, not me. I'm going to say that I'm okay with stealing from them because they're a mega corporation. Well, I happen to own corporations too. I happen to own an LLC called flashpoint paintball. um, And it's been in operation since 2009. Its purpose was to protect me from the liability of somebody getting shot wrong with paintball. And we've been in this position where, where we had non players enter a field of corn, and start trying to harvest the corn, which was not edible by any means. I don't know why they were doing it um, while we were playing the game. So all of a sudden, all of a sudden, our liability went from here to way off the charts. And we had to stop the game and remove the people because they weren't supposed to be there anyway. Um, So, you know, and when you get down to it, most excavator companies are going to have LLCs um a lot of contractors or llcs and the reason they or 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 s corps or something the reason they do that is to separate their personal from their business assets so that they can still have their home i get get for a ride
0: yes on the on the violence that was going on though on the violence and you say some of it's still going on what actually is the city of portland or or even the state what are they actually doing about it anything um, I'm, if they're doing anything, it's not enough. I'm just going
2: to tell you that much. But the reality of it is, is we've got this group of people who are saying all cops are bastards with uh, throwing rocks and Molotov cocktails and assaulting, you know, hitting them with pepper spray and everything. Basically, what they're doing is they're looking for an aggravated response from law enforcement. And every single night they got it and they would drag. And this was the best part of it. I, I saw a white paper on it. Um, they would the the active active aggressors would start it, then drag the cops into a residential area, which then they would make sure got tear gassed. And the residential area they would um, <clears throat> they would send out people ahead of the activists the, the actors with the, who would knock on doors and pass out. Uh, paraphernalia to give people an idea what was going to happen and tell them who was responsible for it and tell them how to mitigate the circumstances so it was it wasn't like oh this is just what happened it was specifically planned to make law enforcement look bad the only way law enforcement could have won was to flat out not engage which means they didn't even show up the problem with that is in Portland, in order for you to carry a gun openly, you have to have a concealed carry license, which means that if you don't have a concealed carry license, which those are skyrocketing in places like Portland and my home, my town, Newport, I can't open carry in Newport without a concealed weapons license. Um, if, if you don't have these licenses, you can't open carry, which means that you are dis- effectively disarmed. And that means that you're not secure. You cannot ha- expect law enforcement to get there in seconds when, uh, you're, uh, when you're in danger. Uh, in Portland, they're not even making it there in hours. Um, right. So, you know, they, yeah, there was I, I a read cost- on your site that cost- they have the
0: the worst uh, response time. Um, we're kind of coming up against it here. I, j- I just wanted you to tell people where they could find out more about you and kind of summarize if you could quickly your your main goal in running for governor and what you want to get accomplished
2: i, I want to see the, the state open up again uh setoregonfree.com is the website um you can find all of the social media there i kind of have been ignoring parlors since they're kind of at this point worthless um me we gets lost in in translation Facebook is the is the the most active social media platform because I haven't been banned on it yet. Um, And I'm going to make a stink about it when it does. I'm sure that'll hit the news when they finally decide to ban me. But um, I want to see the the state open. I want to see that everybody have the same equity as everybody else, the same opportunities as everybody else. and I wanna see everybody ha- be secure in their homes and their jobs, in their lifestyles and livelihoods. So the the only way to do that is to back off on some of the things that, that have been happening. We have an atrocious tax problem right now where we have a, we're have we in the middle of record unemployment and ma- and businesses are shut down and yet there's this huge taxes, huge amount of taxes being yanked out. Yep, of we got publicly. the same thing here, yep. <laughs> um so there there's a lot yes that i i am i i will say that i'm floating a little bit and and yes I'm, I'm doing that on purpose because our well we need some flexibility and that's part of it um we are trying to work on a poker run series where we go to a different town for a weekend and run a series, a couple of poker runs um and have a little fun Um, that'll be if you aren't participating if you aren't pre-registered you will not know which which uh where the meeting point is even because we don't want the government to come and shut everything down um so you have to go pre-register that information is also on the website um you look under events you'll find it uh, and we're also looking at doing some boat stuff during the summer and having a little fun that way with we, basically we're going to do as much as we can to um, get out and support local businesses, support the mom and pop shops and change our situation for the better without having the government interfere with it.
0: Yeah. Okay, Excellent. All right. Well, I wish you well. And uh maybe when it gets closer to time, we'll have you back on. But I appreciate you taking the time and, and telling us about your platform. Uh take care. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you having me on. All right. Take care. All right. So I'll uh I'll wrap that, edit it, everything, and uh when I get the link up, I'll I'll send it to you so you can share it out on social. Okay.
2: That'd be awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: All right, appreciate your time. Bye-bye.